Oh my god! Welcome. Hello, everybody. What's up, John? Oh, you know, just being surveilled. Yes, sir. This It is what it is. Hello to everybody. Welcome to Independence Days. Uh, hello to all the uh, all the people listening from home uh, or on their job. Uh, and the FBI agents that are listening to this, hello to you, too. Um, you're, you know, I mean, you know, we spin our spin our thread uh, here every week uh, trying to get to the bottom of things. But, you know, if you're a FBI agent listening to this right now, just shoot us an email. OK, just like let's cut the bullshit. Tell us what's going on. All right. Tell us about the aliens. OK, tell us about the NSA. Yeah, it's not like anybody's going to believe this. Yeah, does do does the feds do the feds have my nudes? Okay. Oh yeah, they do. Now I'm listen, sorry to tell you, but I'm do. I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with my body. I don't really care if it gets out or not, but I just want to know I'm for naked sure. Right now. I yeah, okay. I, you know I'm naked under my clothes right now. Okay. Just um, like that little kid joke from way back in the day. Oh, I'm naked. That's that oh, yeah. little kid joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I f- they for sure have pictures of my dick because I've uh, flown on a plane uh, a handful of times over the past twenty years, and they for sure have pictures of my dick on my butt. Uh, you got you got a padded down there. Uh, the, the what do they call that? The cavity search. The cavity search and a pat down are two <laughs> different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you can mix them up. You can do both. Um, you know, it's not like it's a, they give you a I menu. Think it depends uh, on TSA agent. <laughs> yeah, they're not, like, you know? not going to hand you like an a la carte menu and be like, right. "Here's your, here's your, um, here's your, 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 your uh, uh, touchy feely uh, service for the day." You know, um, can I just walk through? No, you have to pick something from the menu. You have to. It's a two for one special today. Right. Do you want um, to get irradiated by our machine? Do you want to get touched mm-hmm. on the penis or a finger mm-hmm. up your asshole? Right. Right. Um, that is my least fucking favorite part of flying. Um, that And that's like one of the most like, I don't know, in my lifetime, one of the most radicalizing things is just <clears> seeing <throat> how our, airpo- our airports turned into prisons after 9-11, you know? Yeah. Fucking A. Um, but so, you know, for a while now, you know, we've been talking about, oh, what does, you know, what 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 is all this technology in the wrong hands? Like, what does it mean for us? Is a dystopian police state in, uh, is it in a far future or is it uh, right? <gasps> Excuse me. Is it here? Is it at our doorstep? And let me tell you, I think it's here. Um, I don't know. It could still get worse. It could still get worse, but I think it's here. Um, yeah. So, I mean, let's just start with uh, this story this week. These two stories, Amazon and IBM, are both uh, stopping their facial recognition AI. So, IBM is done forever ibm is um, i don't know i don't know about that i mean they they can totally go back on those statements i mean look at google when 
when it uh, said it wasn't going to do work with China, and then now look, it's in China. You're right. I mean, Google uh, Google went from not doing military work to essentially becoming a uh, an arm of the Pentagon. You know, yeah. I mean, um, they're almost forced to because there's so much revenue they can get from it, and if they don't do it, there's plenty of other people. You know. Ready to play the game. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the problem. Like, with do the... they want to go up, like, become obsolete, or do they want to stay? You know, like that's the that's the biggest problem with you know any kind of organization. Like, of it, like no matter what the purpose is of it, eventually it becomes just self sustaining, like keeping this thing going or whatever, no matter yeah. at whatever cost. I mean, that's kind of the prison that we are all in in this system. You either own. A company and the market forces make you do shady shit to keep your profit revenue going or you you or you don't own anything and you have to sell your labor uh for money because that's all you got that's all we got right mm-hmm. um but either way you know we're both we're both at the mercy of market forces you know so um so you're you know you're right they could very well go back on this but in the meantime let's just take this at surface value so this is from Reuters um IBM exits facial recognition business calls for police reform so IBM a little backstory IBM has is also kind of an arm of the national security uh and intelligence industrial complex they uh as far back as World War II have aided the Nazi governments in uh, making the Holocaust uh, efficient and computerized and and designing punch cards and machinations to uh, to turn to turn to turn genocide into a very efficient thing. Um, so here we are. Here's this historical background. Like the companies are always going to try to make a buck if that make even if that means you know aiding in a genocide which uh, sur- which racist surveillance um uh technology could lead to so they're saying so this is from the uh the CEO uh Arvind Krishna um they say IBM firmly opposes and will not condone uses of any technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors for mass surveillance, racial profiling, violent uh, violations of basic human rights and freedoms. Krishna wrote, adding technology can increase transparency and help police protect communities, but must not promote discrimination or racial injustice. Um, so I think there, I think we're kind of coming to a point where we realize that there's like certain limits to these technological advancements, you know, like there comes a certain point <laughs> where uh, we realize that they are not just uh, neutral pieces of technology, right? They're not just apolitical neutral machines that live in our pretty complex and political world you know like you know elon musk described ai once as like summoning the demon you know so like 
as if like this technology could be some kind of like evil force or something that destroys us. Not that you know we like quoting Elon Musk or whatever, but I don't know. He's he's got some interesting. I mean, he, he's got that's a that's. He, I mean, he, I feel like he's got some insight on that. You know, he's he probably he's has a he's AI probably has a huge team that is a, that has research into that. And I'm sure they have some internal data that shows that this shit is just like, we're not ready for this. Not as a people and not like our mentalities aren't ready for it, but like our economy is not ready for it. Like the way the power is distributed in this country, the power lies very much mostly at the top. And when you introduce something like this, um, it, it can only lead to the further concentration of that power. You know, like we're just we just can't responsibly allow technology like this uh, to to exist. You know, to like, I mean, it's so ubiquitous. You know, like we have so IBM, they've they've bowed out at this point indefinitely amazon has said that they're going to stop using uh they're going to stop allowing law enforcement to use its uh facial recognition platform but just for a year mm. yeah uh, there's all these articles talking about that and they all have like this heroic picture of of jeff bezos as if he's like <laughs> this great savior he's like i'm giving them a year to get their yeah. shit yeah yeah and then our and then our technology is going to come back better and more racist than ever we're gonna really fine-tune the calipers on our fucking digital (laughs) eugenic software um but like one year is kind of evil as fuck too because it's like acknowledging that the technology is flawed but only saying that but like no but but you can't escape it. It's coming anyway. It's evil, but it's coming anyway. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you're not even trying to hide it. Or like, you could be like IBM, be like, until further notice. But they're straight up saying like, oh, no, in a year, we're going to sell this technology to law enforcement. Yeah. Don't That's you guys Jeff worry. Bezos knows that, that this is worth, this is a, a huge cash crop. It's worth way more money. To, yeah. to end up going through with it. That's why, I mean, at least he's being honest in a sense by saying, like, hey, I am going to capitalize on this investment here. So, you know, I'm just going to try to, like, make it seem kind of okay that I'm doing this or whatever. I don't know. So if I can... Yeah. Well, I mean, keep an eye on it because they're very much kind of giving themselves away in any way whether it's on purpose or not they're very much giving themselves away um and uh this is besides the fact that the biggest provider of ai facial recognition comes from a company called clearview ai and they are sailing on they are they're going to continue doing their shit um, this is the same company that scraped billions of faces from Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube. They have a giant fucking database of every oh, everybody's face. And we're, you know, here's another limit of this technology. They say they're allowed to do it because all of these pictures are in the are available publicly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they're protected by the First Amendment. But now we're getting into a territory where, like, does this violate intellectual property? Like, I own my likeness, right? And my data, mm-hmm. like, that comes from me. I produce that. <clears throat> Not only do we have a problem with Facebook um, using my data and using my images for profit and for advertising, but now we have a third party that's harvesting all of that as well and is not only using it to sell products but it like multiplies it like multiplies the value because the ai is self-teaching right it's you know the more data you feed into ai the better it gets so all of our all of our shit is getting all you know all of our data and our image is getting is getting extracted from us and they're multiplying the value by feeding it into their algorithms and making their algorithms smarter you know and so on and so on you know this is one of the this is an example of how power and wealth reproduces itself you know it's one of those examples like you know you can't it's one of those things where you can't like nibble around the edges with these things. We need, I think, we need to start talking about like, should this technology even exist right now? You know? Yeah, I mean, if it don't exist here, it's going to exist in China and Russia and eventually here. I mean, or so. I mean, maybe we redistribute the power and the wealth, and we can have like a people's AI. <laughs> A AI uh, situation or something. So that we could see, like you know, you know, Donald Trump in his in his office, or like Putin, you know, whatever. Like we're surveilling them too. Get it? I mean, I think. I mean, as put as much. I don't know. Put as much power in the hands of the people as possible, and this technology should be in our hands to to do with what we to to do we should we should be deciding and we should be the arbiters of this technology you know Mm -hmm. um at the very least like making money off of this because again it's our shit that's being you know we're the product essentially on facebook um yeah i mean like so i don't know like careful out there y'all careful out there with your data you know i'm I'm trying to shrink my, um, I don't know, I, you know, it's hard because, you know, our faces are already out there and whatnot, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know, anything you can do, starve the fucking beast. Um, to bleed the beast. But, you know, like, this is kind of one of those things where, like, Pandora's box has been opened, you know, and mm-hmm. there's so... Like, you know, you know, this is all systemic. Like, it's hard to address any of these things individually without addressing other stuff, too, you know. Because we've got... Uh, so, okay, we banned... Or we're, we're, we're making a move towards uh, banning or limiting uh, face, facial recognition AI. Okay, cool. That's a good step in a, in a certain direction. But on the other hand what we've been seeing in the past couple weeks, not only are police departments showing up at protesters' homes days after the fact to harass and arrest them 
on non-violent charges. They're finding them through uh, protest photos online. And we already know that police can just ask for data and photos, location data, all kinds of shit from Facebook, from Google, from Apple. If you back up your photos onto a cloud, if you uh, without even sharing it, they can subpoena all of that. And you know, with the new Patriot Act, they don't even have to, you know, go try to get a warrant or anything. They just do that. And this is local police department this isn't even the feds the local police department can get any of this data from facebook because technically you're using their platforms right you know and this like again goes into the question about intellectual property of your own content um on other companies platforms um but they're finding people and arresting them and turning their lives upside down we know after the Ferguson uprisings, six protesters died mysteriously. Six. Found killed in their car, burned, burned in their fucking car. Mm. Mysterious suicides and shit like that. Um, so, you know, people are out there. We're doing the work. We're in the streets. We're changing the narrative, you know, changing hearts and minds. And that's all very important. Especially it's important to like film cops, but everybody please continue to be careful about posting pictures online of protests. Try to blur out people's uh, faces, Mm. their shoes, their, their shirts, you know, like cops are, you know, these fucking, these pigs are full of revenge out here. They are trying to, they're trying to, they don't like what's going on right now. And they're, they've already been harassing people after the fact all over the country. And um, on top of that, so that's on a local level, but on top of that, now the U.S. military is uh, surveilling protests. So this is coming out of the nation. Uh, this is, I mean, this even, this was like in the first week of the protest. This is May 30th. Exclusive. The U.S. military is monitoring protests in seven states. Well, I mean. Um, and this was in. 45. <laughs> hey, this is only in, this is only on May 30th. Right. Um, so it may have expanded. Uh, minute. Uh, Minnesota, New York, Ohio, Colorado, Arizona, Tennessee, and Kentucky, according to leaked Defense Department reports. Um, So they're keeping an eye on the protests. Um, Let's see. So this is by this is by the Ken Klippenstein. He's a he's great journalist. Follow him. Follow his uh, Freedom of Information Act antics on Twitter. Um, but they, it states, this these leaked reports states that the National Guard members have been authorized for weapon status read, meaning magazines mm. loaded but safety on. The document seems particularly concerned with not just harm to civilians but also potential damage to property, which it refers to several times. For example, the assessment line says the guard will, quote, ensure the safety of citizens and property. 
Um, so, you know, like, I don't know. I, I kind of touched on this before, but, like, who who does the armed wing of the state serve, you know? Is it us, like, regular people? Or is it the owner class who owns property and cries over broken windows rather than people getting killed in the streets by the fucking state? So they're out here uh, trying to do this balancing act, right? Which is going to be reacting to people's, like, genuine anger, you know? But at least, like, we haven't seen any National Guard uh, violence, specifically. It's been... I mean, I'm the vast majority of the violence has just been the police departments beating the shit out of people at the strike of curfew. Oh, and that um, makes sense, too, because you the cops are not the same as the National Guard. National Guard reserve people, usually they do, like, a weekend or two a month, like, in, involved in actual National Guard, like, like work or whatever, where they go to the to the base that's, like, located in their area or whatever, and they do whatever it is that they do. They don't, they're not... This isn't their job, you know. This is their part-time thing. That, yeah. like, you know, their their parents or some like their counselor told them is a good idea and everything. And and now like they're being pulled, at, like pulled into to being part of like this enforcement. Like not even like they're supposed to look scary to everybody. And, and like yeah. they're not cops though. They're not like they're not you know the military. They are the military, but. They're just everyday people from that community, you know, like being forced to like back up the cops. Like, I mean, on this article I sent you, I've seen a bunch of stories of like people in the National Guard who like were like saying anonymously like that they had friends out in the, the protest that they that like had to be they had to be on the other side of their friends or whatever. Like, even though they agreed with the protest and wanted to be out there, they had a duty to serve because of some like pre-engagement that they had with the government, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, so, like I mean, they're, they're not cop. Like they're not the, they haven't had that the, the, the training that like, it's us versus them. These are the, the bad guys. We have to beat them in, in like this game or whatever, you know, at least on American soil. Yeah. 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 Um, is that true? I mean, they didn't sign up to police, like fucking citizens, U S citizens. Yeah, uh, so the director of the Federation of American Scientists Project on Government Secrecy told the nation via email, although the National Guard is a, competent, is a component of the U.S. Armed Forces, their crowd control mission in Minnesota is not a military mission. They are not trying to defeat an adversary, but to support their fellow citizens, to preserve order, and to protect the defenseless. And unlike a response to natural disaster, they have to act in an environment of intense anger and provo- uh, provocation without losing their own bearings it's a near impossible task even with the best training and equipment um i mean yeah i mean that's what they're saying but like again they're not they're not defending protesters from cops either so you know i mean uh in that article they're to preserve order and protect the defenseless I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing an an epic bat, you know, Lord of the Rings battle between the National Guard and the fucking local police. 
to but, defend, um, you know, the, to defend the First Amendment right of uh, of, right. of protesters. Um, one Minnesota Guard member who spoke to the nation on the condition of anonymity said that many in the Guard were dreading being called up. Quote, we're a combat unit not trained for riot control or safely handling civilians in this context. Soldiers up and down the ranks are scared about hurting someone and leaders are worried about soldiers suffering liability. The guard member added, my colleagues are people of common sense and common decency. They may not want to step over any lines when doing their job, but wanting only goes so far when you're undertrained and under-equipped. Um... So that I do think kind of approaches a warrior mentality, though, because there they're kind of admitting that, like, we're not the ones, this is not our job. We're not trained for civil unrest, we're soldiers. And it's not even about being having enough training or having enough equipment because they're soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. under equipped. What do you mean under equipped? You have full rag gear and uh, an automatic weapon, you know, like you're just not the people for this job, you know, mm-hmm. and just like their very presence is escalation you know their very presence is not about you know it's scary like you know i was out there uh in one of the protests in the past couple weeks and like seeing state guardsmen there like you can see them still talking shit and plotting and they have their batons and they are yeah and they are threatening people um they're yeah, not I mean, that's where it gets the f- dangerous grouping people like all together just because you know i guarantee you that there are national guards people that are out there that are on the side of the police and they're like you know fuck these protesters rioting and everything and all this shit making me have to come out here and like risk my life like i'm sure that there's that side of people but there's definitely like i don't know i, I could but the, you could say the same thing about the police like they're you know there's good people in the police and everything and i don't know like somebody was saying uh i was talking to somebody earlier like a couple days ago about how like they were like their analogy they used was fuck i just spilled my beer a little bit (laughs) all right the the analogy they used was uh like if you have an nba basketball team or like a full basketball team and like one of those people on the team are like fucking little kids and the whole team knows about it but uh-huh. they don't say anything about it uh-huh. is is the whole team like is the whole team of bad a group of bad people or like is it just that one dude who's bad uh-huh. and like i mean of course like y- you say it's the whole team because you know they all know about it and everything but uh-huh so i mean i guess like the analogy is that you know the, a lot of a lot of these cops even though they don't participate in it they don't do anything about it because like that's part of the training that they go through is that you know we're brothers in blue and like you right we're all, we were we're in together on this or whatever you know like yeah that kind of but, but I think, at the same time i think what that doesn't sorry go ahead uh, i was just gonna say like the thing that an analogy lacks in reality is that you know it's possible that not all cops 
uh, do see that stuff and are aware of that. Like in smaller communities and stuff, I would I'd probably see uh, less of that or whatever. But yeah, yeah what were you going to say? In the analogy does not a, I mean it does a good job in clarif or, or you know like the parallel is like very much on the individual level. You know, it very much individualizes and personalizes every single police officer to I, I think it kind of foggies up it like fogs up the the function and the role of officers at large in our society like if you zoom out okay yes it's very yes it is incre- excuse me it's incredibly important for cops to be held accountable if they kill someone especially if uh i mean just in general you know like if they're unarmed or if it's obvious that they pose zero threat at all and they're just fucking murdered yes uh, you know arrest those people and sentence them you know or whatever like they need to they need to meet a trial for murder mm-hmm. but like if you zoom out beyond just those individual cops both the individual cops who do the killing and the individual cops who did or did not try to stop it. If you zoom out to the function of, of cops in the society, their, their, their function in society is not to protect and serve because cops don't, cops don't prevent crime, right? They don't prevent crime. They're very reactionary. They show up after the fact, and they often do so and commit mo- more violence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they over-patrol neighborhoods of color and poor neighborhoods and people in you know uh, more affluent like suburban areas almost never meet a cop, or their relationships with the cop is very fun and harmonious. Um, and therein lies a kind of inherited inherent privilege, you know. Um, but but cops exist to enforce a social rule, you know. Um, so it's not even just about individual good cops, bad cops. Is this cop, you know, a a, a far right militant, you know, pro Trump guy with a Punisher tattoo? Um, or is this cop from the community and he really wants to join the force to really try to make the, the, the community a better place? Like either way, they're both getting laundered through this system that protects itself, that uh, persuades you to uh, protect each other no matter what, you know, that, that keeps mm-hmm. – you from being unaccountable um and what the individual by individual analysis does is it ignores just like the the power you know it ignores like the power of the the structure and the institution of policing in this country um i mean and same thing with the military you know like people join the military because they have because they want to serve their country and I can't necessarily fault people for feeling that but what do they go and end up doing a lot of the times they go to a foreign country and they terrorize innocent people and they aid the government 
in extracting resources, whether it's oil or minerals uh, or even labor, right? Um, and just like looking at it and, it, you know, good cops, bad cops kind of thing, kind of like I think loses, we lose the, uh, we lose the, analysis of the role of the organization itself i think um which is all to say that like fuck the police right it's not about individual people but it's just you know it's all about like it's also about like you know the the big idea is fuck the police you know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and so, like, yeah, I, some of these people might be good and they might be sympathetic towards it. But on the other hand, it's the same institution that we've also been seeing. Seen uh, predator drones flying over protests. So uh, the Minneapolis protests are going on. They're happening, right? Uh, there's some unrest. And then... People are realizing there's some sleuths on the internet that are watching, uh, you know, airplane flight tactic or flight paths or whatever. And people noticed that there was a predator drone from the department of, uh, from it's a border patrol predator drone that was doing surveillance on the border of, uh, US and Canada. Took a little detour. And uh, flew some hexagons over Minneapolis and then flew back to Canada. Now, again, like, they are sending a drone called the Predator (laughs) to surveil its own people. Yes. Yes. Like, what the fuck? So nobody really knows exactly why a Border Patrol Predator drone is flying over protests. But we also know that ICE has been spotted at protests um, and have been making arrests. And in the past couple of months, ICE raids have been ramping up as coronavirus has put people in their homes uh ice shot a man in the face in broad daylight in new york city a couple of months a couple of months ago and um the bit you know the big concern is that these these predator drones have ai facial recognition technology uh programmed into them so there's uh pentagon project called project maven and it's a multi-billion dollar project contracted out to google and it's used in the middle east to um crunch you know high definition uh photos for data um it's uh let's see this is from globalnews.canada among among its objectives the project aims to develop and integrate computer vision algorithms needed to help military and civilian analysts encumbered by the sheer volume of full motion video data that uh, department of defense collects every day in support of counterinsurgency and counterterrorism operations um 
the Pentagon had planned to have its first set of algorithms installed in warfighting systems by the end of 2017. It's kind of an old piece. But all of these technologies are still in place. Um, yeah, so fucking Google, given all the data to the Department of Defense already, we know this. They give it to the intelligence agencies. We know this. They have a backdoor uh, for uh, all of the intelligence agencies to come in snoop on whatever data is stored on their servers walk out it's the prism uh, program we know this so all of all of these yes absolutely thank you edward snowden um so all of these technologies that have been developed to fight bipartisan wars wars that both parties have been uh have been uh supporting and funding um, all of these technologies are coming home to and being used against our own civilians. And this is kind of uh, w- one of the this kind of checks one of the boxes for like the end of an empire kind of shit. You know, this is mm. when when empires start to crumble, all and they start to uh, uh, all of the all of the contradictions of the system start to be uh too great to sustain you know we've got um a failure of the economy a failure of the healthcare system a failure of the justice system education education all of these things are failing so does a government practicing austerity want to reverse course and fix all these problems no they are going to lean full on into fascism to manage the contradictions they want to manage they want to manage all of these contradicting issues instead of solving them instead of resolving them and this is not sustainable it's going to cost lives as we've already seen we've got it you know soaring fucking hospital hospitaliz- hospitalization and death tolls we're opening mm-hmm. shit back up for the sake of it's the market already- it's honestly crazy that we haven't even mentioned the coronavirus once this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who would have thought yeah. this could, could make a pandemic go away? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, but we, uh, we're already starting to see the market is reacting to the fact that the second, quote, second wave is coming back, especially since it's been a month since... States have been have reopened back up again, and this isn't good because we have uh, uh, they're talking about another stimulus check, but they're saying like if this one passes through, it's the last one. You know, right. they haven't they're not updating un, like unemployment at all or or whatever right. as far as I've heard, and like you're already talking about a second wave coming. Like nobody's gotten back to work. Nobody's. I mean, people have. Don't get me wrong. People have gotten back to work and everything. But there's still like probably like twenty to thirty million people that are unemployed or whatever and don't have the funds built up for like another fucking four months or whatever of this yeah. is going to be. Like, this I mean, is that, even worse than the first time. Like, because yeah, housing is about to collapse. Like all of these, uh, all these moratoriums on evictions are about to expire. I think I saw in Ohio they're creating. Listen to this. Listen how cruel this is. In Ohio, they're creating new 
uh, eviction courts to expedite evictions because they're expecting huge amounts of evictions in the next couple months. How fucking cruel. And this is, you know, that this this is what is happening at the end of that empire. They're managing the contradictions. They're managing all the shit rather than fixing them. And like yeah, so now would be a really awesome time for like Elon Musk or somebody to reveal the whole time that they've been Batman and that they're going to save all of us from from like uh, an evil empire enslaving us. No, they're all Lex. They're all the Lex Luthor. They're all the Lex Luthers. Damn. Well, then where? What, what's there? The rule about you know, if, like whenever there's like super dangerous people that that some super heroic person needs to show up and, and start. Like, where is Bruce Willis from Unbreakable right now? <laughs> well, you know that's the thing, man. Like, I think that's one of the problems. Of, I think that's one of the problems of Western civilization is that we, for generations, have fed ourselves the great man theory, you know, the chosen one. There's always Mm -hmm. one person that has to come in and like a deus ex machina at the end of a sci-fi movie, fix all the problems. We give them the hero's welcome and we all live happily ever after. But I don't think, A, that's how history works. And B, I don't think that's on accident. I think that's how, I think they teach us that history in that oh. frame point, that frame, uh, uh, that, that framing on like purpose. Conspiracy. I think it's used to diffuse our collective power because yeah. we don't learn. Then, Let's just I mean, take this. Go ahead. Honestly, you could look at like how many times have you seen some YouTube video or some, you know, 4chan post of, you know, some video of, of like a guy dying, like who's been stabbed from a mugger or something. And like people just walk by, don't do shit. They take pictures, they take video, but everybody expects that somebody else has this covered. Somebody else is going to yeah, come in here and fix all the, this. The so, like, standby that's a good, that's a good point. Like, you see effect. it, you actually see it kind of like uh manifesting in like the world all around yeah like, people just being like this is this is not my responsibility like right somebody else right. Got this. somebody else is gonna do this um and i feel like I, yeah i feel like just like the way history's taught us it's always you know we we learned about mlk but and we learned about the sit-ins but we don't learn about like the organizers we don't learn about how long they were fighting you know they didn't march in the street once they did it dozens and dozens of time over a period of weeks and months you know people went to Rose, jail people, they went to jail you know people went to Rosa jail Parks. without any hopes of being bailed out or, or anything you're just in jail like that like that you you supported the cause the cause can't get you out of jail right now or something yeah. like people threw their lives away for that kind of stuff yeah, you don't really do that anymore. I mean, I mean now we still you have, have. Oh, go ahead. I mean, now I was just gonna say, now you have you you kind of have that going on where people are protesting and and getting so, uh, sent to jail. And luckily, there has been people who are donating to funds to bail people out of jail. But I don't yeah. know how how well that's going down or anything. But yeah, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like I was going to say, like, you know, Ro- you know, we learn about Rosa Parks, you know, refusing to give up her her seat. But we don't learn that that was like a planned tactic. It was a planned protest that they had been doing and trying for a while and that she wasn't the only one, you know, mm-hmm. it always. Yeah. When I was in when I was in school, the they thought that she wasn't trying to protest there. They thought that she she was just tired. And that's what she was saying. <laughs> that's what they told us. I swear to God. They're like, oh, she was just tired. Um, she later oh, became man. a figure for that. But <laughs> and how neutral? How passive is that, huh? How passive is that? It's pretty passive, especially coming from like I come from Oregon, which is like traditionally democratic, liberal, and a lot of the liberal ideas kind of shine through in, in the educational system and everything. With, I mean, at least I like I I've talked about how. You know, in history class, we'd have certain debates, you know, like about, you know, uh, the death penalty or stuff like that. You know, what, whose side are we on for that? And most of the time, it was, everybody was very liberal, you know, except for specific kids who just grew up in conservative households. But uh, which is crazy to me that, like, being in a liberal state, they're still kind of like saying that, well, she wasn't really a hero. She's yeah, kind of yeah. in the right place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and I think that's not inconsistent with, like, liberalism because, as, you know, as I've seen, like, you know, me as a person of color, like, interested in liberation, uh, liberalism thinks that all of society is, like, say racism for example can be fixed by just representation at the top of institutions whereas now i am of the minds that the institutions just have to be abolished and we just have to spread the power you know mm. it doesn't you know liberals want a diverse c you know board of you know board of directors at a giant corporation as if that will end oppression. No, the corporation is oppressive. You know, like, fucking disband it, you know, turn Facebook into a public utility, whatever. Like, um, and that's, you know, like, that's kind of where I think people are realizing, I feel like people are realizing that the liberal order has failed us and is failing and will not save us, you know, that at this point we're we are either headed into like a neo-fascism or we destroy the systems and build something anew that's more democratic and more cooperative. Because I mean, um, what you're seeing right now is if we were really in a democracy, then it would be more celebrated that people are protesting. This is all part of oh, yeah. what America is about. Is is about. Mm-hmm getting out there, freedom of speech, spreading the word, like spreading, like educating everybody so that we can all better ourselves. Whereas like now the government is, 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 is putting curfews in effect and they're sending the national guard on its own people. That is not traditional democratic fucking <laughs> practices. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is least. so fucking on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but you know, and I can't I believe want... that there's there's you have conservatives on the side of the government for that kind of stuff. Like you, yeah. I would think that they would come out in support for for that just because, like I don't know, people that believe in the Constitution 
that's at least that's what I imagine conservatives are. I imagine that they're like they hold the Constitution in the highest regards or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that's kind of overgeneralizing. I'm sure not all of them really care about the Constitution, but it just seems more of a conservative idea. Like, yeah. you know, conservative yeah. is, is, is all about doing what we've done in the past that has worked and the Constitution has worked for like 200 years or whatever. Yeah, in their mind. Um uh yeah i mean well and there's they're there you know they're also squaring the contradictions you know they have realized that you know for years they were saying like oh we're the silent majority you know the people agree with us but now they know that they're that they're minority rulers they know that most of the country doesn't agree with them um because they've admitted themselves that if everybody voted, if everybody <laughs> was able to, you know, fill out a ballot and throw it in an envelope and send it send it away, that they wouldn't have any power. You know, Trump himself admitted that. And they all know this, you know, and that's why they, they focus so heavily on voter suppression. Um, what about stuffing ballots? Can they I mean, stuff the ballots? Is there any way to to know if they're doing that or not? Or like, I mean, uh, uh, paper ballots honestly is the best way to do it. Like, you know, paper ballots with a serial number and a paper trail that you can track it. And uh, yeah, now they're doing having they're international monitors. Electrical are like like e voting, you know, over the internet because of you know the coronavirus. And they're like, I mean, all wait, of that can be like hacked could, though. Yeah, and it could like, be pretty problematic. And, like, if you have a private company in charge of that, like, we already saw right. what happened in the Iowa caucus- caucuses this year. You know, you contract democracy out to a tech startup. And, you know, what do they do? They have all these over overpriced consultants in a room trying to put together a voting app. And the day of the caucuses, it all fucking blows up. Go listen to that episode. We go through it. But, you know, like... I don't know. That's one of those things that you just make it simple. Paper trail. Have international election monitors seeing what's going down. Uh, but you know, we're 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 headed towards the end of our time here, and I just want to end on this. Uh, what gives me hope is that uh, this is like a pretty decentralized movement of what's going on. Um, the leaders are, we don't really have national leaders in this, what's, you know, what's happening right now. It's all very specific to people's, to where people live. Uh, every, every city has its own leaders right now and every city is doing its own version of the movement. There's some straight up revolutionary shit happening, uh, from, you know, taking a police precinct to oh, yeah, that, uh, in Minneapolis, that has um, to be remembered too. We yeah. can't let the, them scrub that from history books. Like, no, of course not. Um, like right and, now, we have the internet, and like everybody involved in this can can document things like in a way that never has been able to before. You know, they they say history is like written by the winners. Mm-hmm. But, like right now, everybody has a tool to write down history. That's true. Um, and in Seattle. Uh, protesters like so in Seattle the police department left a precinct empty 
they cleared it out of documents and weapons and evidence and all this shit. They boarded up the windows and they abandoned it, essentially. And the protesters got to the precinct, realized that it was a trap, that the that the Seattle police were uh, baiting protesters into torching this police department. And what protesters ended up doing was they set up a six-block perimeter around the police department and have turned the area into a cop-free autonomous zone mm. where they're freely sharing resources. They're doing classes and read-ins and video uh, viewings. All of the businesses in this zone are supporting them. They're getting foot traffic and there's commerce happening. And uh, it's a beautiful fucking little... Uh, are you saying that of Burning Man is, is going on in, in Washington right now? It's Burning Man, but without the, without the, you know, Burning the CEOs, Man. the CEOs that are that are cosplaying as weirdo oh, revolutionaries, you know, well, I mean, it, the point of Burning Man is all inclusive. Everybody is welcome. But I mean, you know, it kind of loses any kind of like yeah, punk rock it, edge when you have to build. You know, they I saw within the past year or two, they were planning on building like all these like luxury suites at the outskirts of the Burning Man area and all this shit. And, you know, it's totally that like. But what's happening right now in Seattle is like really fucking revolutionary. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the city councilors on the Seattle city council, she's a socialist has keys to city, the city hall. She straight up let all of these protesters in the city hall. They held a rally in city hall. All of these, you know, the people, the PC. Yeah. I mean, the people in occupying city hall, demanding the resignation of the mayor, demanding defunding of the police, you know, like, and like, that's just Seattle exciting times yeah like you know we're getting the ball rolling on shit yeah this is honestly something that you know i was kind of losing faith in happening like seeing people rise up like this you know maybe it is all because of coronavirus every because everybody was separated from each other for so long or for like just Mm -hmm. a few months but still like that is draining on a person like we're social animals like we need like we crave those social interactions with other people. And I don't know, like maybe that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if this would have happened without coronavirus. It's almost. kind of a perfect storm, you know, yeah. it's a kind of perfect storm of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, like it's, it's going to keep, you know, it, the protests are kind of like, they're still happening but they're not getting as hot because I think the I think a lot of liberals uh, don't like the PR of, you know, uh, burning cop cars and whatnot. Yeah. But if I heard this story of uh, like there's this picture on the Internet of like just some like woman, like white woman, just up on the hood of a cop car with a pants down just taking a shit right oh i street. saw that shit <laughs> and then these cops are just walking by like they don't even see her <laughs> and like i think they, they brought it up on h3 uh the podcast and the guy was like this is the problem like these cops are walking by like they don't even see that shit yeah <laughs> and, 
she's the too far girl. She's taking yeah. it. She's, she's taking it yeah. too far. Read the room. All right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, but like you know, if like. I feel like things might get worse. People are going to be back out there. People are going to be, people might find that anger again. You know what I'm saying? And people, I feel like hope realize that, you know, peaceful protests have their role, but that's not the, what is peace, right? Like what is violence compared to all the violence that we have to endure to be normal? Right. All of the violence of like the, not only the police, but the violence that the prison system enacts on people, you know, the violence that poverty enacts on kids, you know, like we put up with so much violence in our day to day as it is. And, um, you know, realize people like burning some cop cars, like that's not my individual role, but you know, because, you know, again, like, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a soft little guy, and I'll get, I'll get, you know, kicked. You'll tell some jokes. I'll, yeah, I'll tell some jokes. You'll bring some but, spirits up and everything. And, you know, I'll bring, I'll bring water and snacks and, and, uh, and whatnot to people who are protesting, and I'll try to document things as best I can and film cops. But I don't think we can deny anymore that rioting doesn't work, you know? Like, oh, definitely, I would say that I, I, I believe that like the violence and the rioting and stuff is is all part of the same language. Like, yeah, it's like they're they're, it, they're what they're saying is like we're fucking fed up and we're gonna show you how fed up we are. Like it's different from you know peaceful protesting. Not saying like I would say peaceful protesting is more powerful in a sense, but right now the the violent. Uh, like the rioting is causing so much chaos that it cannot be ignored, like, and it's making moves happen. You yeah. know, even on a le- like on a legislative level. You know, so keep it up, everybody. Yeah. Keep it up. Our 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 elected officials should be afraid of us. Yeah, that's the kind of yeah. relate. They're not our friends. They're not celebrities. Okay, they should have been adverse- to be in that position. Yeah. It's they like a, it's a, it should be a burden. It should be, yeah. They we should have an adversarial relationship with our elected people. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we'll have a, you know, like a Kim Jong Un relationship where we don't believe he poops and other stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know everything about North Korea. But they're just yeah. It well, seems they're just people. like we're approaching that though in a sense. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, the fucking uh, the big red flag for me is seeing M, you know, the empire's tools that, that were refined overseas being used on our own people at home. Like, that's it's pretty big red flag. Um, but the hope is that these protests are decentralized. It's going to be hard to subdue something that doesn't have a clear national leader you know they can't just assassinate a figurehead and dissipate the movement so keep your eye on the prize y'all keep it up keep the pressure on don't let the fucking liberals soften this up okay don't make this don't let the cops fucking kneel with you or dance with you or think it's real cute that cops are doing the macarena 
We they're they no. they are not. Yeah, what the fuck friends. is that even about? I guess not an appropriate time for the Macarena. Yeah, I mean they're 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 not our friends, and uh, we shouldn't let them march with us. And if L- like I saw a video of LAPD be like, oh, this peaceful protest making themselves heard. We're so proud of you. And it's like, well, maybe uh, maybe we're not doing something right if the LAPD no, is maybe. saying. Oh wow! It's this is to... a what a great protest. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, they're making fun of them, but at the same time, like you, we can't just be like adversarial at all times. Like, because if you're that way, you're never gonna. You guys are never going to like hash everything out and like you know, kind of come to terms with the new reality or whatever. I mean, I just don't. Again, like. The police as an institution is not something that we can hash out differences with, you know, like they exist as, you know, they have a monopoly on violence. They're, they, that's what sets them apart from any other government, any other public servant is that they're allowed to use violence on us and threaten us mm-hmm. with violence. You're not allowed to on them. It's like, uh, not, not that you're allowed to on anybody, but you're especially not allowed to. You can't even flip off a cop. Like, you can get in trouble for that. That can be considered assault in some areas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't even protest past a certain uh, time in the, that in is, the day. That is illegal as fuck. Like, that should not even be a you know? thing that is so unconstitutional. We, you have the right to assembly at all times. Like, I know. As, yeah. a, as a citizen, that's fucked right. up. And that's yeah. why, like, People going to jail, like that should not hold up in courts or anything. Like there's so much fuck shit going on with this right now. Like yeah. which is exactly what you're saying, signaling to the end of an empire. Yeah. Like Um But yeah, I mean, you know, stay hopeful. You know, imagine a better world. Uh and um yeah, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Um so before we go, like uh we're gonna we're gonna open up a we're gonna open up a little Patreon situation. So if you like what we do and our commentary and our uh, coverage of uh, what's going on, we're gonna do another hour. This is for the Patreon. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, we're gonna do like an extra hour of shows, uh, interviews, content, content, content. You know, like we want to kind of. Uh, build our operation and cover more shit you know maybe do like out on the streets uh uh interviews you know covering protests talking to people uh out in the world and um you know we've got some ideas in the chamber that if we had some support you know make it happen and then after that you know we're not only that but like shit like stickers buttons patches uh merch merch you know um spread the good word help us out like you know this costs time and you know we got a website and hosting and that costs money so if uh if you want to support us and get some good content after that uh hit up the hit up a page or patreon um uh patreon.com slash independence days uh i'm gonna set that shit up and um yeah help us uh help us build out you know support independent media 
Hell yeah, that's the only thing you can trust nowadays, independent media. Yeah. At the same time, you should double check certain <laughs> yeah. what they say, but... <laughs> just stay, stay vigilant. But that's just a given with the news nowadays. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I'm reading End of Policing by Alex Vitale. Uh, I just I just cracked open Our Prisons Obsolete by Angela Davis. It's a great read. Um, you know, it's talking about, like, how the fucking slavery directly translated into the prison system we know today. Good shit. Good, good eye-opening stuff. I recommend. True. Uh, I don't think I got it. Hurt? Uh, um, yeah, no. No, I'm good. Tight. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Um, like us on Facebook and Twitter and write us a nice review on iTunes, and we'll see you on the Patreon. Sure. Later, everybody.